Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by Matt Carroll, the founder and head mead maker at Funktastic Meads, and his trusty sidekick, Ray Moreno. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. What's going on? I decided to change your title to sidekick, Ray. Yeah. Hope you don't all mind. Right, all right. yeah, thank you. <laughs> I did. It was too many other things to list, so sidekick felt appropriate. <laughs> so, sure. Funktastic Meads is located in, are you within Richmond? No, so we're in Midlothian, Virginia, so we're about okay. 15 minutes south of Richmond proper. Richmond adjacent. Yes. If we and, say Midlothian, nobody knows where the hell that is. So yeah. <laughs> Richmond is just easier to say. Or or we just say we're about 15 minutes south of the answer. And then everybody goes, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah if you're talking to a beer. Well, I mean, I think most beer people would know where Richmond is in general. Yeah. But then like a, a real beer nerd, you, you, yep. you could definitely use the answer as a landmark. Yep. Which is where I was visiting that then brought me to come down and meet you guys. <clears throat> um, when did Funktastic Meats open? Uh, so we opened January 6th of 2022. So beginning of this year. Uh, so we're approaching our one year mark. Officially. So you did, you've gotten a lot of attention in a short amount of time then. Yeah. So... I, Technically speaking, uh, we were commercially available in 2020. Uh, we had originally partnered with Lazy Days Winery, which is in Amherst. It's about two hours uh, west of here. So we were making me How far from the answer? Uh, about two hours and 15 minutes <laughs> from the answer. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, we had started making in January of 2020 and did that all the way through August of 2020. So we were releasing um, one or releasing two bottles uh, a month, about 150, 200 bottles. Um, and we were selling those using a, an Eventbrite, uh, not Eventbrite, Event Groove ticketing system. Um, and we would uh, release them once, one Saturday a month. Um, and we did that for eight months and did quite well. And so then we decided to do uh, the official location in 2022. So we, had, we took a break in 2020 um, to build out the current location. Okay. Uh, and people should definitely go check it out because the place is awesome looking. I love the decor and the color schemes and yep, just so the general vibe of Sort it. of a 90s feel for sure. Yeah, definitely. The the like the style of the graffiti esque art that's yeah. on the walls. So let's talk a little bit about you then. What were you doing before Funktastic Meads? Uh, so I graduated. I graduated from Penn State uh, in two thousand five with a degree in essentially in chemistry. Um, I worked in the printing inks field uh, as a formulations chemist then moved into sales for specialty additives for printing inks. Like um, what kind of printing? Uh, the commercial printing mostly. Um, so I actually um, formulated UV printing inks. So okay. uh, cured, cured via UV light. Um, ultimately spent 20-ish years in the industry um, and, and I suppose regarded as a printing inks expert. Um, it's, it's a weird thing to be an expert in, but, um, so well, I don't, I don't think it was ever mentioned to you, but this podcast is put out through a newspaper. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we definitely have had to talk to printing ink experts. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, sure. We have a humongous, <laughs> I can't remember how many gallon storage tanks of ink in our, at our facility. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so um, I did that for I did that all the way up and officially all the way up until September of this year. So I was in sales for the last twelve years of my career, though. Um, 
selling specialty chemicals for printing inks app applications. Um, so yeah, it's a, um, this, the mead stuff that was a hobby for a very long time and then um, made the decision to hop into it officially. So when, when did you start getting into making mead? So it was about seven years ago or so. Um, yeah, first, first place, uh, first place I had mead was Blackheath Meadery, which is in Richmond. Um, they do, um, they do, they make meads as well, obviously, um, in a different style than we do. I'd say more, more traditional in style. Um, but you know, I was introduced to meads for the first time there and I was, I, I, we, we were, we were brewing beer at home, um, basically brewed beer with every kid cereal you could think of. Um, so you, you started out as a home brewer yeah, of beer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, got introduced to meads and kind of said to myself, well, there's no reason we can't have as much fun with mead as you can with beer and doing unique flavors, unique adjuncts. Uh, and that's kind of, that's kind of what we focus on now. So when you started even making meat at home, you were already cramming all oh, kinds of ingredients into it from the start. You never even tiptoed with the uh, traditional styles. Yeah. One of the first ones we made was a meat called Trixie. Uh, and Trixie was uh, a Trix mead. So it was Brazilian wildflower honey. And we aged it on trick cereal. So it was uh, just stuck stuck with it. Yeah, anyone who's not familiar with Funktastic, they are not what you would think of when you think of mead in in a good way, I would say. Uh, like if you if you're someone who just when you think of mead, you think of a Ren Fair uh, like in that style of drink. That's not what Funktastic is doing. They are. Although I will tell you that Ray wants us to attend a Renaissance fair, and I've been battling it for the last uh, last year or so. I mean, I think the Swedish fish would do great at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, that they that they would enjoy the uh, Swedish fish at the Renaissance fair. <laughs> so if you, I, I mean, you think it's a fair comparison to say that. Funktastic meads is to mead what, like what a heavily fruited sour is to beer. Um, In a round of like basically are you just saying that because I, my feeling is that the heavily fruited sour beers are on their way out, and I feel like we're on our way in. <laughs> um, from but, that standpoint, I would well, I don't think they're on their way out. I think the hype is over on. Yeah, them. I mean, it's kind just, of like. Everybody's doing it now, right? Like, yeah. it's, it, you know, that that's um, it's less special. Um, but I mean, from a flavor standpoint, yeah, I, I'd say it's it's it, it's similar. I mean, with that said, we can do uh, we can do dry meads, we can do fruited meads, we can do heavily adjuncted meads. Um, in fact, yeah, I mean, I tried your regular ones, and they were, they were just as good. But it's yeah. just the the crazy flavors of all the other ones you're doing. They're yeah. so good. I mean, that's what that, I'd say. That's what most people are coming in for is that unique, you know, something that they haven't had before. Uh, take uh, double stuffed Oreos and bananas in a mead. Um, I'm pretty positive. We're the only meadery that's done double stuffed Oreos, at least <laughs> on a commercial basis. Yeah. Is there, is there much competition for what you're doing at all? Cause you're, I mean, I'm not, I'm not super aware of meteries, but of like all the ones I have seen, you guys are the only ones doing this, taking this approach to mead. Yeah. I, there are others for sure that are doing it. Maybe not as, maybe not as crazy as we're doing um but you know you have your manic meteries they're making they're making badass meads four fires um i'd say they're they're one that are doing some of the more crazy stuff like we are uh chris clark at, at the head mead maker there uh the, the the shit he comes up with is i just like sometimes i'm like i don't think so man but he just he just runs with it so <laughs> um 
So it, when we did our collab, uh, one of our collabs with them called We Own a Metery, uh, that's M-E-A-T-E-R-Y, because whenever I tell somebody I own a metery, their mind automatically goes to sausages and ribeyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually made uh, a mead with smoke, uh, smoked bacon, vanilla, maple syrup. Uh, so that was uh, mesquite, mesquite blossom yeah, honey. Mesquite blossom honey, and uh, so Four Fires was involved in that because this that's right up their alley too. So, um, you know, I, I think it, it takes some of the other meteries out there, um, some new ones coming on online. So Bruley Han, as an example, or um, Zymerium, um, they're making some really badass meads. Uh, but I, you know, some, some nuts here and there, some coconut, that kind of stuff. I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any, uh, double stuffed Oreos yet. Or smoke <laughs> Yeah. So for us, it's about, it's about pushing the boundaries, you know, thing we're putting things in there that I've heard people say, well, you can't do that. And my question is why, why the hell not? So. Let's take um, a real quick sponsor break, and when we get back, let's talk a little bit about the beginnings of Funktastic. So we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So how long were you uh, making meat at home before you decided that, hey, this is something that I want to do professionally that I could make a career out of? Oh, um, hmm. so four years, four years making at home. Um, you know, one thing we've always been or I've always been focused on is the unique adjuncts and things like that, but also cool labels, uh, something that made, made it look, uh, more professional, even from a homebrewer's side. Um, so, you know, I was making, when we started is making our own labels, you know, doing some Google stuff and whatnot. And, um, and then I got connected with, uh, some artists through the craft beer community and, uh, they started drawing some labels and stuff for me for fun. Um, so ended up with some pretty cool labels, even as a home meat maker. Yeah. That's definitely another thing. Like the bottles are shaped like you will see a lot of mead mm -hmm. bottles, but the labels are not what you see on a typical bottle of mead. They're definitely yeah. way more craft beer esque than yep, they are. Mead. Sure. sure. I, I mean, for us, it's, it's fun flavors, uh, fun flavors, fun, fun names, and fun labels uh, i mean that's people people are i mean you walk into a bottle shop you're as attracted to the label as you are to the brewery or, or potentially what's inside it you know what's inside the container you may have no idea but you see something cool on the label and that's where you go so or even something with like a funny name and you know coincides with the label and it's usually an eye catcher for most people like i, I really like the label for no crust the, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was actually done by Mike Snyder. Uh, so Mike does the majority of the labels for Clag Brewing in Sandusky, Ohio. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I got connected with him just through 
uh, I'm friends with Ka, the owner of Clag, and talking to Mike and just asked him if he'd be interested in doing a label. And he, he said, yeah, hell yeah. So he's done actually a couple for us. He's done uh, the No Crust, the F&M. Um, I'm trying to think what else. He's done one or two others for us as well. How many different people do you use? Because they're definitely, like, when you're scrolling through everything, <clears throat> you can see there's there's several definite unique styles that yep. um, the, the labels are done by. Yeah. Uh, our main artist, his name is Johnny Seal. Uh, you know, he originally set out to be a tattoo artist. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't tattoo, but he draws on the side. Uh, so he does uh, quite a few of our labels, most of them. Um, we've got uh, Kyle Walker. Uh, he was one. Uh, he's done a couple of labels for us, mostly when I was a home mead maker. Um, what's kind of cool is he, you know, as a function of him honing skills and doing some labels for us as a home mead maker, uh, he actually been doing, if not all, most of the labels for Westbrook Brewing. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Uh, and then we've got three or four local artists, uh, just people that have either stopped in or, and draw and are interested or someone I got connected with through a friend. Um, you know, people that I, I mean, I've got, I've got some unique ideas in my head, but I can't draw worth a shit. So I'm the exact same way. Like I, <laughs> I think I'm actually fairly good at coming up with labels. Yeah. Like of the, I've done about 40 some different collabs with breweries Mm-hmm. And typically they let me design the label. I would not be able to actually physically do the label at all. Yeah. But I think I come up with some decent ideas that I'm at least able to speak enough gibberish to an artist that they're able to interpret what I say. Yeah. And, and that's that's sort of the key is, you know, finding those people that you you describe something and they can put it down on a piece of paper or you know the ipad or whatever however they're drawing uh and you know and then uh you know i get to see it come come to life and usually it's only one or two back and forth like hey maybe this you know this color instead of this color or something like that but and i i I also like to you know i give them i don't know maybe 70 percent of what i'm thinking and then let them interpret the other 30 percent because I mean, as you alluded to, every one of our labels has a unique style. You can you can pretty much tell whether someone has drawn like if you put two labels next to each other, you can tell whether it's one artist or if it's different artists. Yeah, definitely. So were you someone who hated their day job and then fell in love with their hobby? and wanted to make it into your career or was it just that you loved making mead that much? So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd say that my day job has treated me well, really well all the way up until I stopped in September. Um, it wasn't that I hated it. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, um, majority of my time as professional was in sales and I was responsible for sales across the U S. So as a function of that, I got to travel the U S hit breweries in different cities, made a lot of friends in different cities, um, you know, hit beer festivals and planned trips and sales around that. Um, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad for sure. Um, COVID, COVID changed things for me, for sure. Um, I went from traveling 80% of the time to traveling 0% of the time, which is certainly difficult for a salesperson. Um, not that, you know, I was not that I was failing to, to sell things because, you know, that was still happening. It's just it changed how much fun it was. You know, sitting at home, answering emails, talking on the phone is not the same as traveling across the country and hitting different places and seeing different people. Um, so it was a good opportunity to really, you know, sit back and say, does it, you know, is the opportunity to open a business doing this, does it make sense or not? Um, and, you know, 
financially speaking, I'd say it makes less sense than keeping my day job. Uh, <laughs> I and, hear that uh, a lot. And, and and my wife would agree, but you know, I, it's, it's, it's awesome. I get to come in every day, um, you know, throw on some music and, and make some mead and we're constantly coming up with different things. So that's, that's the fun, that's the fun part. Let's take uh, one more quick sponsor break and we come back. Um, I think I have a good idea of where it came from, but let's talk about how you came up with the name Funktastic. So we'll be right back. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard to find beers. And I love the option of making my own mix and match custom six pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today. Best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition. And double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. All right. So where did the name Funktastic Meads come from? So when we were brewing, um, we had... um, our home brew name was Funktastic Brewing. Um, we found this pretty cool psychedelic skull, like sort of funky looking skull. Um, and we were doing some unique flavors and things like that. Um, so we decided to, decided to keep the name um, and stuck with Funktastic and then just uh, modernized the, modernized the logo basically uh, to the, uh, backwards F and M and in the circle. Um, it's worked, it's worked out really well. Uh, kind of cool. Uh, it looks, in my opinion, it looks kind of like a clothing brand. Uh, we have parents that come in, buy their t-shirts for their kids and their kids are wearing them into their schools and their teachers have no idea that it's a, an alcohol establishment. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I mean, looking at like just the regular shirts, you're right. It does just look like any sort of brand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so as you you mentioned earlier, mead has definitely on the way up. It's the popularity of it is only growing and growing. Um what though is the is the hardest part of trying to break into I mean, because you you seem to, you're kind of focused on like the craft beer drinker, right? And I get, obviously you want anyone who yeah. <laughs> wants to drink it, but you're yeah. kind of looking at those same customers. Yeah, I would say that's I would say that's in our case. Yeah. Um, so you know, for Funktastic, um, I don't know, eighty five percent of people that walk in the door have never had me before. Uh, so it's a lot, I'd say one of the hardest things is education. Um, if you, if you look at the sign on outside of our building, it says Funktastic Meads and Urban Winery. Uh, that was 100% intentional. Um, most it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, mead is, uh, it's a honey wine. So classified, uh, federally and by most states as a wine. Uh, but your wine drinkers really have no idea what the hell it is. It's your craft beer drinkers that are drinking mead mostly. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, you get for us, craft beer drinkers come in and they're expecting funky meads, a wine drinker comes in. Uh, they most don't know what mead is. They've had it at a Ren fair maybe. Uh, but they see, an urban winery and almost always first question is what do you have that's dry wine? And, uh, (laughs) I can tell you, we have one, we have one traditional dry grape wine on tap right now. And we have one semi-sweet traditional mead and that's it. 
but um, it's Here, been fun. How about instead you try this cranberry and Carolina Reaper one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, So, but it's fun because um, most dry wine drinkers that walk in the door – have there's the stigma that you that they can't drink sweet grape they they don't like sweet wines well yeah because in, in the wine world that's kind of like the low brow wine yeah that's it's not trashy the good stuff. right yeah yeah so uh so they they're automatically turned off but it's it's fun here because you have that sweet wine drinker that comes in and they're like i don't drink sweet wines and I'm, I, I automatically will point to the board and say Let's think of this as ice cream as opposed to a sweet grape wine. And, and I'll ask them, do you like ice cream? And they're like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. And it's like, all right, well, let's be a little bit more open-minded. And do we've you, got – Do you only eat one kind of ice cream? You yeah. know, there's multiple flavors for everything. So, yeah. I mean, so, really almost all of them, it would be, do you like this flavor? Would you still like it if there's a hint of honey and – an alcohol like some yeah, alcohol in it <laughs> but but it's it's sweetness that's the problem yeah so so dry wine drinkers think they don't like sweet wine and then you give them uh making moves which is pomegranate red currant vanilla sweet mead and they drink it and they're like oh wow that's really good uh and i'm like yeah that's one of the sweetest ones we make <laughs> and you know it's the the tart fruits certainly help combat the sweetness or balance the sweetness, but you know most dry wine drinkers are sweet wine drinkers too. They're just not sweet grape wine drinkers. Yeah. So, um, so so battling that is uh, something something we've been doing for sure. Um, but then you look at our menu, and what I can tell you is we have we've got a wine or a mead for everyone, right? We have a dry red. Uh, on tap, that's for your dry wine drinkers. We've got a semi-sweet mead, which is for your traditional mead drinkers. We've got sweet meads. We've got uh, meads on ice, which are uh, which we refer to as the freshies, which are like cocktail or island inspired. Um, those those hit your cocktail drinkers. The fizzes, which are sessionable uh, carbonated meads, those hit your beer drinkers, your seltzer drinkers. And then we started doing a, um, a brandy fortified uh, mead up to 21% alcohol. That's as high as we can go in, in Virginia. And that hits your liquor drinker. So uh, we've got a mead for everyone. Um, I can tell you we still got, we've still got those guys that get drug here with their wives. And they're like, I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, they're, ultimately they're miserable. And, you know, they'll be like, oh, I only drink Bud Light or I only drink Miller Light. And I'm like, well, you drink root beer? And they're like, yeah. And so I'll give them F&M, which is our root beer session mead. And they're like, ah, that's pretty good. I'll have a full pour, you know. So, you yeah, know, that even is he- like, what was that? Not your father's root beer, but good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, honey is definitely, uh, definitely accents your root beer flavor as well. And there's a lot of, uh, um, there's a lot of commercial root beers that actually use honey in the, in the recipe. Um, so for us, it's just making something that, that people, you know, honestly, people are reminded of their childhood and, and oftentimes you have people come in and go, this would be awesome. There's like a, as a, a root beer float and, I mean, we've done it. We did it in, in, in at Memorial Day. Um, so our, our neighbor here is Cold Stone Creamery. So we just bought some ice cream and made some root beer floats. So That um, Barrels of Monkey sounds so good because I is. love Banana Fosters, and I feel like yeah. that would taste amazing yeah, how you approach mead. <laughs> yep. It's uh, – it's pretty good. Um, we actually did a side by side by we had we made one in 2020 uh, when we were with Lazy Days, and then did the side by side with this batch, and they're pretty much dead on. Um, the barrel faded a little bit in the in the one that's a few years old, so it's a little bit more honey forward. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a crowd favorite for sure. Have you? Have you had a flavor profile that you've come up that with that when you were finished, you're just like, yeah, this did not work. Yep. 
<laughs> what, what was uh, it? So I, I had somebody uh, that kept saying, man, you should make uh, you should make a lemon mead. You should make a lemon mead. And I was like, I was like, all right, fine. So I did uh, lemon peppermint and uh, it tasted like a Hall's cough drop. It was. Was it someone from Baltimore that was trying to convince <laughs> you to do that? Because I do not understand people in Baltimore and those stupid lemon peppermint sticks and calling it a treat yeah i i I don't think it was um but yeah i don't think it was uh but it was it was it was it tasted like a cough drop i was like i can't we can't (laughs) we can't unfortunately it was a small batch and yeah i was like we can't can't release this in good conscience you know (laughs) so uh so interestingly enough we turned that into our uh freshy meat scow mule so it hit uh it hit pretty much all the notes of a moscow mule we had to modify it a little bit but um turned out to be a pretty damn good moscow mule when a meat does turn out poorly is it are you able to usually save it by make like just yeah. steering the ship yeah. in a different direction. Yeah. Fortunately it doesn't happen very often. Uh, it's only happened. When you listen times. to people from Baltimore and yeah, <laughs> it's only happened three times to us. And, uh, uh, so we mentioned the meat scow mule. The other two times, one, one time was a happy accident. The other time was, uh, an accident that, sat in the corner for a little while until we turned it into something else. So what about crying? In the, was it crying in the sky? No, that was, that was just for fun. <laughs> so, so, so Ray, Ray is part of, uh, he's contributed to one of our happy accidents. <laughs> um, so there, so our series of meads called the fury, which is the, um, which is the brandy fortified mead. Uh, we were making a waterless raspberry mead. And um, I asked Ray to remove the heat from the fermenter. And, and inst- I heard, leave the heat on the fermenter. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> ultimately, we, ultimately we killed the yeast like halfway through fermentation. And um, yeah, so then had to figure out what, what we were going to do with it. It was um, basically a low ABV syrup at that point. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we turned it into Fury, and it's been uh, we've done raspberry. Uh, we have blackberry in bottles right now and on tap, um, and we've just finished up a peach. So I'm really curious on how are you ordering groceries? The eggnog inspired meat <laughs> taste because I love eggnog. Uh, <laughs> it, it it tastes like eggnog, uh, and I'm. I, I'm pretty positive we're the only ones that have made a uh, an eggnog mead. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it anywhere else. Let's put it that way. They've used the spices, but they've, they've, I don't think nobody's done a, an eggnog mead before. Yeah. So as um, a meadery, do you just have a winery license or is it a specific? So you could make wine or cider also, right? Yep. And we do. Yeah, okay. so so we've got uh, we make traditional grape wines to hit those wine drinkers. Um, the ciders we don't we haven't really done much by way of pure ciders, but we've been making some sizers. We actually just uh, finished one up, uh, or in the process of finishing one up um, for a collab with Maniacal Meadery in Michigan. Uh, so we made a uh, pineapple marshmallow sizer. What it, what's cider. a sizer? Cider and honey blended. Oh, okay. So it will be it'll be a still a still sizer. So no carbonation or anything like that. So where did the name? If some like, what does this mean? If someone offers you want a free T-shirt, just say no. What's the what's the story behind that? I'll let Ray tell you. Okay. So we were at an event recently at Burley Oak. And uh, one of the vendors that were there, that one of the sponsors, they you know, were giving away some free stuff. And one of them came by to try some of our mead while they were there. And I got offered a free T-shirt. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll take a free T-shirt. And they left and they came back with my free T-shirt. It was pink 
and it was a size large. And I'm a pretty big guy. I don't wear a size large. I wear a 2XL, if anything. <laughs> and uh, so I, I got home after the, you know, after we were at the event. Um, I ended up, when we got back, I got home, threw my laundry in, uh, threw it in the dryer, and then asked my wife to uh, take it out whenever she gets a chance because I had to leave to go to work the next morning. So she went in, took it out of the dryer, and was going through my clothes to hang them up. And she found a size large pink T-shirt in my luggage or in my my laundry. And she so knew it she, wasn't she his. She knew it wasn't mine. So whose was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in, in that instance, if somebody ever offers you a free T-shirt, just, just say, say no. no. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just about what, what's what's really cool. Uh, I hope that it, was easy to diffuse. Oh, it, it was. <laughs> it, it, it was, and it wasn't at the same time. So, what's really cool is uh, we've got a list. Um, uh, we've got a list of mead names. Most of them are a function of us sitting around drinking, all my buddies saying stupid shit, and I jot it down. So, probably <laughs> can't see it particularly well. No, you can't. Yeah, it just shows anyway, it's uh, my the the list is about 150 names long, and there's uh, <laughs> there's usually a story behind every one of the names uh, that we put up on the board. And honestly, I, most people really enjoy the stories, like why it's called that, you know. And and when I we're making, do. yeah, when we're making a mead, we're trying to. I'm trying to pair the. Uh, the flavors with the name. Um, so uh, you had mentioned the freshy, uh, the eggnog, are you ordering groceries? And I was literally standing at our bar going through my list. And I was just, I was, I was talking out loud, but I was only saying like every other word of the names. And I was like, okay, OJ tissues. And one of our customers, he leaned over and he goes, are you ordering <laughs> groceries? I was like, no, I'm going through all the mean names. I was like, but I'm going to use Are You Ordering Groceries as the name of this one. That's funny, too. Well. <laughs> right, um, I guess we should make Jay talk a little bit more. Ray. How, Ray. No, let's have, let's, let's, Ray. no, let's have Jay talk. <laughs> Ray. Ray, how did you get into mead making? So uh, I'm originally from California, San Diego area, and I ended up moving to uh, Norfolk area here in Virginia um, to come help out my brother-in-law for a little bit. He was going through some stuff. So uh, me and my wife came out here just to you know, give him some backup and, you know, be there for him because he needed yeah. it. So um, I was here for about a week uh, in Virginia uh, getting the house ready and getting everything together. And, uh, my wife and kids hadn't come out yet. So I was like, Oh, I got some time to kill. I've got everything set up. Might as well go to the answer. And so I ended Which up just 15 minutes group. away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from, from Norfolk, it's about an hour and a half hour, 45 <laughs> minutes, depending on traffic. So I, um, I'm there. I order myself a flight and I'm sitting there by myself. And, uh, then this guy ends up walking up out of nowhere and he's like, Oh, you know, you, you drinking. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, what are you drinking? And then he's like, well, you, why are you sitting by yourself drinking at the bar by yourself? And you know, I was like, I don't know anybody here. So he said, all right, well, we're having a beer share in the back. Why don't you uh, come hang out and, you know, meet everybody in the area. And so I just happened to be a Tuesday and they always had Tuesday beer shares. So it was just kind of, that was one of those kind of happy accidents as well too. So I ended up meeting Matt and then, uh, started hanging out for a little bit. Um, he invited me over to his house for dinner and he was like, yeah, I make mead also. So if you ever want to come through and help Typical me make a Typical home brewer. Yep. If you ever want to come through and, <laughs> and labor, help, help make a batch, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. And, you know, um, I've been out here for about three and a half, almost four years now. And, um, Ever since then, I mean, I've been helping him out with uh, everything there's, since. There's, there's, <laughs> there's Ray uh, shrinking uh, PVC sleeves on uh, on some bottles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that picture has been used many a time for uh, <laughs> for just random things. I that's been posted on Instagram, hasn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was gonna say I, that that photo looked familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he even had. Yeah, a, there it is, right there. Yep, and if you read the <laughs> caption too, he ends up, uh, you know, 
what was it, a free flight to whoever comes in and yeah, and, and ask, a, yeah. ask about the picture. So, <laughs> so you, you learned then bead making from <clears throat> Matt. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. um, you know, everything I learned, I learned from him and we've been, you know, making it ever since. And then it kind of took some coaxing into him going into the, uh, the, the commercial aspect of it. But, um, <laughs> I will tell you that, um, I'm fortunate to have, uh, a few friends that have been, um, part of the, the whole meat process from start to finish, uh, have another friend, uh, goes by Grasso is his last name. Um, hangs out in the beer community here in Richmond. And, you know, we kind of started, we were the ones that started doing Funktastic uh, Brewing and then started doing the meads together. And, you know, he still helps us out from time to time. Uh, he has a full-time job. So, you know, he, he, when he, when he can help, he does. Um, he went down and represented um, Funktastic at the Heist Night and Day event. Um, so it's, nice. it's cool. It's cool for me to have, uh, to, to have friends that are willing to do that as opposed to having a volunteer go and pour something. It, he knows the process. He knows the products. He, I mean, he most he, likely he cares more about it than. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 what I can tell you is one of my big pet beat, pet, uh, pet peeves as a, as a craft beer nerd is when I go to a festival and somebody's pouring something and I want to ask a question and they're like, Oh, I, I don't know. I'm just here pouring. It's like, I know nothing of the product. Drives, I just know that it's beer and it comes out yeah. and tap in. Yeah. It drives me nuts. So having, having people that, that are, are willing to help and, and are knowledgeable is, is pretty awesome. So. So do you have anything coming up that you are excited about? Yeah. So, uh, two things in particular, um, December 16th, we're releasing a bottle uh, called Oceans Between Us. Uh, so this is a collab with a meadery in Norway. Uh, goes by Marlo Bobo. Um, he makes, they make some badass meads. Um, and one of their, one of their focus flavors is a, is a cherry called Stevensberry or Stevens Bear. Um, and it's a European only cherry. Um, <clears throat> so we were fortunate enough that they sent us some of that cherry juice. Uh, so we took that cherry juice, added raspberries and fermented it, uh, completely with metal foam honey. And if you're not familiar with that, it tastes like metal foam honey tastes like marshmallows and uh, vanilla. It's awesome. So we made a mead specific, uh, uh, uh specifically using the raspberries and, and that cherry juice. It turned out really killer. Um, and then uh, January 6th, 7th, and 8th, we're doing our uh, our anniversary for uh, one year. So we'll have a couple of we'll have a couple of new bottles uh, releasing, and in my opinion, probably the best mead we've made called uh, I Mead More Black Raspberry. Uh, which is uh, an ode to the uh, Blue Oyster Cult uh, skit with um, Will Ferrell. Nice. Um, we only have 50 bottles of that, but it was uh, essentially what it is, is uh, our marshmallow eyes, which is a sweet traditional with metal foam and maple honey, uh, aged on uh, 10 pounds per gallon of black raspberry. So an absurd amount of black raspberries. Right, you guys want to answer some stupid questions? Sure. Why not? Every answer out of Ray's mouth is oh no, you okay. said you said you said stupid you said stupid answer stupid questions, not <laughs> give you stupid answers. All right, we'll do them. Uh do you do do you want to do round robin where only one of you answers the question, or do you want I'll ask the question, Matt, you answer first and then you answer second. No, only one of us will answer a question. <laughs> okay, so we'll do every every other one. Yep. <clears throat> All right, Matt, who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? Uh, ninja, for sure. Wrong. It's definitely a pirate. <laughs> I don't think so. Ninja's stealth. I mean, a pirate has a gun. I was going to say, most pirates, yeah. they usually carry you know, a flintlock or something. 
Okay, well, we'll just, for this one question, we'll also let, uh, to redeem Funktastic, possibly, we'll let Ray answer it also. Yeah, I I think a pirate would end up winning as well. You are correct. All right. (laughs) You have redeemed the metery. Somehow you guys can shoot something you can't see. (laughs) They're not invisible. They're super stealth. I wouldn't be able to see it anyway. Yeah, right. All right, Ray, do you wash apples before eating them? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I would always have to say, yeah, I do. Like actually wash them or you rub it on your shirt? No, no, no. Like I, well, I'll, I'll run them under hot water because it uh, takes that wax coating off the outside of it. Huh. They, they do to seal them in. That's wrong. Is, yeah. that, is that is that wrong? Uh, no, that's just a. Uh, <laughs> oh, he doesn't get screwed. Yeah, that there's no yeah, right or wrong to that one. Okay. I don't have strong feelings either way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about a fifty percent of the time washer. <laughs> All right, Matt. Best fast food French fries. Defend your answer. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with McDonald's, and uh, I'm just going to say there's a lot of nostalgia for me with uh, McDonald's French fries. Um, they salt them with the M. I mean, that's that's they're supposed to do this when they salt them, and the M, the <laughs> M, the M salt makes it magical. <laughs> that adds the little the little extra. Yep. All right, Ray. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely not. <laughs> that is correct. Matt, what is the best color of Starburst? The best color or best flavor? Well, they're just colors. They're not flavors. <laughs> uh, for me, probably the red one. The pink one's pretty good too, but I, I'm I'm I think I lean more towards the red one. The cherry one. <laughs> Yeah, see, you know, it's not really a flavor. It's a, yeah. it, it's red. <laughs> it's kind of like right. Kool-Aid, right? Yeah, they're just <laughs> colors. Um, oh, wait, why did I click on that? Yes, that's real, real yeah. fruit punch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's purple. Ray, right. is Nickelback actually a good band? I don't listen to Nickelback, so I wouldn't know. I would say no because that's usually the consensus, but, <laughs> you know. If you ask anybody that, they're they're most likely going to say no. But yeah, I, I don't listen. That to is <laughs> the overwhelming answer has been no. Very I would say people. no, but I would also say that they're <clears throat> super popular. Everybody knows what who they are. So and they're rich. They've yes. So they've <laughs> failed miserably well. <laughs> they failed. Yeah. Upwards. That's that's kind of hard to do. Matt, is it acceptable to use a gift card on a first date? Hmm. I don't think so. What about a coupon? Oh, God, yeah, I got to buy one, uh, get one free, Lou. <laughs> I mean, it, it all depends on where you're going. I mean, if you're going to fucking McDonald's, then I, I, everything's You've up. Already, the bar is already <laughs> low? Yeah, yeah, it's low, right? <laughs> like. What would your walkout music be if you were a wrestler? Oh, geez. Um, I know what it would be. For him, for sure, uh, Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. 100%. I was going to go with YMCA. (laughs) Matt, if you were a Spice Girl, what would your name be? Funky Spice. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Well, we can go with like fatty spice. Fatty spice. <laughs> if the you most drop popular one for sure. If you drop food on the floor, what is the maximum amount of acceptable time to still eat it? The maximum amount? I mean, it's called the five yeah. second rule for a reason. So, you know. Well, people bend that though. Uh, it depends on the food though. You know what I mean? If like you drop a slice of sloppy wet pizza, you're not going to pick it up and really eat, you know, <laughs> or, or or something like that. So it, it depends on the food. I would say I, I'd give it five to ten. Five to ten. Who would play you in a movie about your life? 
Will Ferrell for sure. 100%. I was going to say John Leguizamo. I will for you. <laughs> no, not for me. I was saying for you. Does a straw have one or two you, holes? You know, I, I got the, the guy for uh, the guy for Ray um, would be uh, Hector, uh, the dude from Fast, from and, Fast and the Furious. For sure. Hector, Hector. Hector on all of them right now, man. <laughs> You just let's not forget I, I that Hector it, Hector's yeah, buying what is it, six T sixty six engines or whatever with Nas and <laughs> was it Mo, Motec systems or Mose, yeah whatever the hell it is. Does a straw have one or two holes? It's it's one continuous hole. Hayes Boys thinks it's two. I didn't argue with him about it. I should have. His boy's, His boy's an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> Maybe that'll that. I think it's that's a, what I'll make the title of this. This is going to be episode whatever number it ends up being. Fantastic Needs dash Hayes Boys is an idiot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cylinder. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know why people give different answers. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm going to go no. I, I feel like the bread has to be split for it to be a sandwich. Hot dog is a is, like is a, a hoagie, a hoagie or, or a like sub. <laughs> Some people have tried to claim they're tacos. A meat sub. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it could be a, it's a, yeah, I suppose it could be a taco. All right, one more. If you're having a plumbing issue, who are you going to hire, Mario or Luigi? I'd probably hire Luigi. Why? Uh, he seems like he would be the, the go-to guy for most stuff. Mario's kind of cocky, so he, he he probably thinks he knows what he's doing, but Luigi's probably the guy behind all the, you know, of actually fixing things and getting things taken care of. Mario has a huge PR problem because that's what <laughs> everyone thinks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mario's a supervisor. Like. <laughs> He's, yeah, he delegates the work yeah, to Luigi. Like, there he's, you go, like, so. he's like the dudes. He's like the six dudes that stand on the side of the road at the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and then there's one dude digging. <laughs> and Luigi's Luigi, in that hole. Dude digging. Yeah, Luigi's the one getting the work done. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Yeah, man. Have a good one. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.